0: Chapter 1. Even if you were perfect, someone would crucify you. You've faced it. If you have one of those Twitter or Facebooks, you've faced it. If you are reading this in the future and Twitter and Facebook don't exist, you've still faced it. Whenever you future people picked out your first hoverboard or flying car, you faced it. If you own 1.21 gigawatts and use it to go back in time and have a copy of this book, you faced it on your MySpace page. If you are a pastor or a teacher, <laughs> you've faced it. If you've ever cooked a meal for anyone other than yourself, you've faced it. If you've tried a new haircut, gone to public school, had a kid, visited a place where there's a different accent, worn a fanny pack, or shown someone your high school yearbook, then you've faced it. At some point in life, everyone is faced with negative comments from people. When negativity hits you, it hurts like a mother. The inspiration for this book came from a very hurtful place. I had preached a sermon on relationships and someone didn't like it. In fact, this someone didn't like it so much that he she decided to write an anonymous letter. I should have known that it was trouble, but I was actually excited to receive a real-life letter. People don't write those anymore. I mean, it takes time to use ancient things such as pen and paper. Oh, and to send it? (laughs) You need a stamp. So it costs something. It didn't dawn on me that such glorious attention could be filled with negativity until I was well into the first paragraph. The letter was dripping with crazy. It said things about being thankful our local news media wasn't there to get coverage of the talk. The local media was never at our church. I don't know where the writer came up with that one. The person wrote that he could tell that everyone around him hated the talk as much as he did. It was four pages of abuse, but I couldn't stop reading it. It didn't matter that I received close to 20 emails from people telling me that God spoke to them. It didn't matter that my wife, parents, and church staff liked the talk. It didn't matter that I did my best or that I said what I thought God was leading me to say. All that mattered was that some anonymous stranger didn't like my message. His insults consumed me. On the fourth reading, I sensed a still small voice say to me, even if you preached a perfect sermon, someone would crucify it. I immediately balled up the letter and threw it away. I was allowing someone I didn't know to define me. I allowed someone who didn't have the guts to confront me to change the entire outcome of what had been a great day. The truth is, it wasn't a perfect sermon. (laughs) I'm not perfect. The truth is, even if it was the perfect sermon, someone would have found something wrong with it. The truth is, I was living to please people. What I learned is an ancient truth expressed well by John Lundgate, a 14th century monk. You can please some of the people some of the time, some of the people all of the time, but you can never please all of the people all of the time. I can't please all people all the time, so I should instead live to please God. This is my story. I'm a recovering people pleaser. One of my greatest addictions in life is having people say nice things to me. (laughs) I love it. However, when something doesn't go my way, it brutally destroys my self-worth. I'm thankful that God spoke louder than that voice in that anonymous letter. A new perspective. Since I heard that voice about crucifying sermons, I adapted that phrase to multiple areas of my life. Even if you were perfect, someone would crucify you. This phrase helps me to not be defined by the opinions of others. The only perfect person who ever lived is Jesus. He was without sin, yet humans found a way to have Him brutally punished by one of the severest death penalties a government has ever issued. Mankind crucified a perfect Savior, and we've been verbally crucifying people ever since. Whether it's crucifying ourselves because we don't live up to the way other people might see us, or having our hard work crucified because someone doesn't like it. We face verbal crucifixion on a regular basis. At the end of the day, we must conclude that we can't please all people, all of the time. We can only live our lives in a way that pleases God. Rick Warren once tweeted, Even God can't please everyone. Only fools try to do what God can't. (laughs) Ouch. This book is for my fellow people pleasers. Maybe that's not you. If not, then please pass this book on to someone who struggles with the pressure to please others. I wish that I didn't care so much about people's opinions. I wish I could be the guy who goes to the grocery store wearing a high school t-shirt, sweatpants, and a fanny pack. You know who I'm talking about. There seems to be one in every...